Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. The Pentagon searches for the source of the classified intel leak. Give the Russians enough information to hunt down um, some of these human sources. Tennessee Democrats who were expelled may regain their seats. Enough already. Your voters are not silenced. Even if they don't reappoint them, they get to vote in a special election. A respected economist warns of a nearing recession. It just implies that we are moving ever closer to a recession. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Monday, April 10th. I'm Mike Scott. Highly classified Pentagon documents were leaked on social media, and while they provide an inside look into how the U.S. spies on allies and foes, it also has the potential of leaving U.S. intelligence agents exposed and in danger, rattling many U.S. officials. Tonight, new concerns over how secure the country's defense secrets really are. Obviously, leaks of, if that's what this is, or a hack that succeeds, is extremely dangerous. After a suspected leak of classified U.S. documents about Ukraine's war effort and military strength were possibly leaked. Photos of the allegedly top-secret documents posted recently on social media. The leak, first reported by the New York Times, includes maps and equipment lists that lay out details about Ukraine's military strength, casualty counts, and Western weapons capabilities. The Times reporting that the documents also reveal U.S. national security secrets about the Middle East and China. U.S. experts say that some of the documents are authentic, and those documents expose the extent of U.S. eavesdropping on key allies, including South Korea, Israel, and Ukraine. Other exposed documents lay out the key weaknesses in Ukrainian weaponry, air defense, and battalion sizes. Meanwhile, the Pentagon has set up a task force to assess the impact of the leak and its source. The leak has also led the Pentagon to take steps to tighten down the flow of such highly sensitive documents. Joe Khalil of News Nation breaks down what is known about the leaks so far. After another set of classified documents relating to that war in Ukraine leaked, uh, so far neither American nor Ukrainian officials know how this happened, but both of them, as you can imagine, now really concerned about sensitive information ending up in Russian possession that could uh, give Putin an upper hand here. Now, this round of classified Pentagon documents that were posted on social media for everyone to see, exposing secret American assessments of Russian and Ukrainian military capabilities in the thick of war here. Now, the documents also exposed which Russian agencies American intel was able to penetrate. It's important stuff there. And a lot of these documents were highly classified. Some marked no foreign, meaning no foreign nationals should have their eyes on them. Khalil reports that the classified document leaks aren't just hurting the United States. 
This leak also could spell serious trouble for our allies. In fact, the Wall Street Journal reports that internal matters within the U.K., Israel and South Korea all were included in this leak. So that could really shake up the faith of American allies, especially those in what's known as the Five Eyes Alliance. So we're talking Canada, the U.K., Australia and New Zealand. New concerns for those nations about now sharing sensitive intelligence with the U.S. and whether that could end up leaking, too. Uh, now, from the Ukrainian perspective here, Natasha, officials believe that these leaks were intended to sow distrust between Ukraine and the U.S. and our Western partners. The Department of Justice now investigating all of it. John Jordan, a former naval intelligence officer, explains the significance of the classified document leaks to him. This is one of the biggest intelligence stories in years. Um, I've gone through a lot of those documents, and the only expression that comes to mind is, who doggy? Um, do we have, does apparently the United States have so many Russian services penetrated? Um, obviously, there's a lot of signal intelligence, and obviously there's a lot of human sources in here, too. The fact that this has been disclosed can kind of mean one of two things, that this is now going to reveal um, a lot of these sources and methods or give the Russians enough information to hunt down um, some of these human sources that may be giving us that intel and to turn that off or to flip them and use them to give us disinformation and to better understand their signals intelligence vulnerabilities. The other way to look at this is that maybe the Russians had had us penetrated and deliberately leaked this to sow distrust among our allies to inhibit intelligence sharing um, between Five Eyes countries, the English-speaking countries of the world pretty much, and our allies in Ukraine. But the FBI is furiously trying to figure out which this is, so better as to cauterize the wounds here. Jordan says that while it's still unclear who or what is behind the leaks, Russia may have a motive to expose U.S. secrets. It's possible that the Rus- that this actually could be a Russian operation. I think I'm the first person on TV to voice that. But there's no information to, to uh, goes the other way right now. This could be that the Russians actually penetrated us and disclosed this to cause embarrassment to the U.S. Uh, the, the alternative explanation is that this is an internal leak from somebody acting on their own agenda to try to make uh, America look bad. But it could be it could be a Russian operation. You don't you just can't be sure at this point. According to expert analysis, bad actors are already using the documents to spread disinformation. The document with casualty numbers, for example, was altered to more than half the number of Russian deaths before being spread on pro-Russian telegram channels. China has sent dozens of fighter jets and warships steaming toward Taiwan. In response to a meeting between Taiwan's president and the U.S. Speaker of the House, Daybreak Insider's Karen Chalmers has the very latest on the growing tensions between the U.S., Taiwan and China. China's state TV aired footage of Chinese soldiers conducting the exercises near Taiwan as the Chinese military announced three days of what they called combat readiness patrols. The move was meant as a warning to those who want to make the island's de facto independence permanent. Taiwan's Ministry of Defense condemned what they called an irrational act that has jeopardized regional security and stability. In Taipei, U.S. Foreign Affairs Committee Chairman Michael McCall promised U.S. support in providing weapons to Taiwan. We are doing everything we can in Congress to speed up these sales and get the weapons 
that you need to defend yourself. I'm Karen Chamas. Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors in over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Former Democrat lawmakers who were expelled by Republican colleagues in the Tennessee House say they want their seats back. The two were expelled because of their role in rioting and protesting on the House floor in Nashville that was held in the aftermath of a school shooting that killed six, including three young students and three adults at the Covenant School. The shooter was killed by police. According to reports, Nashville's Metro Council could likely reappoint Justin Jones to his seat. Shelby County commissioners say in a statement they will consider whether or not to reappoint Justin Pearson to his. One of the expelled representatives, Justin Jones, insinuated that his expulsion from the House was a means to try and silence his district. This was not just an attack on us, but it was an attempt to silence our districts, uh, predominantly black and brown districts who no longer have representation. Expelled Representative Justin Pearson agreed with Jones and tried to say his expulsion was voter disenfranchisement. This is one of the greatest tactics of voter disenfranchisement and voter oppression that I have ever witnessed. It is not only unprecedented, it is historical in nature. The Tennessee GOP supermajority expelled Jones and Pearson after the violent protesting, a move leaving about 140 voters with no representation in the House in Tennessee. Cameron Sexton, Speaker of the Tennessee House of Representatives, says that the expulsion was the right move because something like censoring would have been too lenient. They led a protest on the House floor and shut us down. It was their choice to do it. They made the decision. Those three, the Democrat caucus didn't say, you three go do it. The Republican caucus didn't say, you three go do it. They chose to do that. I thought that they should get to is expulsion. Censorship is too light. It's a piece of paper. It means absolutely nothing. They have been disruptive in committees on the House floor uh, for the whole time this year. Sexton explains why the Tennessee GOP finally decided on expulsion for Jones and Pearson. What I worry about is following the House rules that we all voted on, that we approved to make sure that we all operate under the same rules, the same level of decorum, and the same respect for the institution. They decided that they don't want to live by the rules. They decided they didn't respect the institution. They decided that they were going to commandeer and lead a protest. In my mind, we set an example that that's not allowed on the House floor. I don't care if you're a Republican, a Democrat, an Independent, a Green Party, a Libertarian. At the end of the day, if you do that on our House floor in Tennessee, you should be expelled. 
David Webb, a Fox News political analyst, believes that Jones and Pearson are liars. Enough already. Your voters are not silenced. Even if they don't reappoint him, they get to vote in a special election. So the voters get to send another left-wing Democrat back. These guys are flat-out liars. They're not interested in representing their district. I watched the fake MLK speech. I'll say it. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The Republicans should have thrown all three of them out evenly, Gloria Johnson included, because they all violated the rules. This was not a quiet moment in the well of the floor. They broke rules that have been in place for a very long time and enough already with this racism if everything's racism nothing's racism they didn't throw you out because you were black they threw you out because they had the votes and you violated the rules and and again to the people in tennessee these are the choices you're making representatives who are willing to lie while not addressing your circumstance your needs in these neighborhoods i looked into these three districts poverty crime, issues that have more to do with poverty and crime than they do with the color of skin. However, Joey Jones, a former U.S. Marine, believes the expulsions were short-sighted because now Democrats have the GOP on the defense for a few weeks. I think this was an unforced error on Tennessee GOP part. Um, There's a difference between uh, tactical and strategic. They made the tactical decision. Uh, which was the immediate, uh, the path forward to expel these folks for what they did. Uh, sure, it was an egregious sin in, in the sense of uh, a decorum and how democracy unfolds, which is really the true irony here is these protesters were impeding democracy as it, as it exists. Uh, but it was not strategic in any way because it was unwise at this point. You look back and now the entire conversation is the GOP in Tennessee defending themselves saying, yeah, we expelled two young black men, but we're not racist. And even if that's absolutely true, which everything leads me to believe that race had very little or if nothing to do with it, it, the, the optics are there, and now that's the whole conversation. See, and what you know, what are they getting done in the state legislature? Where was the wisdom and the leadership to handle this in a way that just showed the radicals to be nothing more than radicals? See, it didn't make them into martyrs. State Representative Gloria Johnson, who also participated in the protest, survived the expulsion attempt by one vote. A GOP House-controlled panel reportedly has subpoenaed several major banks as part of its Biden family probe. Daybreak Insider's Edwin Mora has more on this story. The House Oversight Committee has subpoenaed four major financial institutions in its probe of Hunter Biden's business deals. The panel's Republican chairman, James Comer from Kentucky, recently confirmed to Fox News while accusing Democrats of trying to thwart testimony from other potential witnesses. Bank of America, Cathay Bank, J.P. Morgan Chase, and HSBC all received subpoenas related to the panel's investigation into the Biden family's global influence peddling scheme. Comer also issued a subpoena to Mervyn Yan, a former business associate of Hunter Biden, asking for his financial records. Edwin Mora, Washington. On Friday, District Judge Matthew Kaczmarek ordered a hold on a federal approval of one of the most commonly used abortion drugs in the United States. The decision came as District Judge Thomas Rice, an Obama appointee, essentially tried to order the opposite. The Biden administration is appealing the ruling by Judge Kaczmarek. National Right to Life Committee President Carol Tobias says she doesn't believe the abortion pill is safe. We are going to keep working to make sure that people realize this isn't as safe and easy as just 
you know, popping an aspirin. Tobias says the FDA needs to study the pill more before releasing it back to the public. I think it was a wise one. If the FDA didn't do its job before promoting this pill, then they should go back and look at it again. Progressive Democrat Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York raised eyebrows because she demanded President Biden ignore the federal court ruling to halt the FDA's approval of the abortion pill, Mifeprestone. Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. The bond market is giving off warning signs that the economy headed for a rough patch. According to Daybreak Insider economic expert Jim Bianco, the yield on the 10-year Treasury note has fallen to its lowest level since September. And according to that metric, the Wall Street expert believes that it is suggesting an impending economic downturn. Sam Stovall, the chief investment strategist for CFRA Research, says... Then when it comes to predicting the stock market, you really only need to look at history. I think in many ways you could look to history for some sort of guidance. Uh, We are now in the third best quarter of the 16-quarter presidential cycle. And the last two that we were in, which each were both up by 7% or more, were numbers one and two. Uh, What we also find is that in the second quarter of calendar years, heading back to 1990, all sizes, styles, and sectors were in positive territory within the S&P 500. And then lastly, April is the best month of the year. So you could basically say that uh, history is telling us that we at least have one more good month to go in this rally. Stovall breaks down the numbers and says that he believes that the U.S. economy is nearing a recession. When you look at the fact that we're now entering into an earnings recession, uh, uh, we saw that earnings were down by about 4% in the fourth quarter of 2022, expected to be down 6.5% in the first quarter of 23, uh, which is soon to be reported. And then also taking a look at the uh, second quarter, which is expected to be off by 6%, uh, it just implies that we are moving ever closer to a recession. Soval insists that there will be a recession, and the only remaining question is how deep it will be. I think the real question is, how deep will the recession be? Uh, And I think one of the main factors will be how long does the Fed continue to raise rates? 
Right now, the street is expecting one more rate hike uh, by 25 basis points in May. Our belief, however, is that they'll rise, uh, raise rates twice, May and June, and they'll wait until 2024 before cutting interest rates. So maybe the enthusiasm will be toned down a bit as we move forward into the challenging May through October period. Uh, but I still believe that 12 months from now, share prices will be higher. Worries of an economic downturn have increased again following this week's data that suggests the labor market is finally weakening after a year of monetary policy tightening by the Federal Reserve. There is a tiny bright spot in the economy in the labor market. We get more on this developing story from Daybreak Insider's White House correspondent, Greg Clugston. The unemployment rate dropped to 3.5% last month as employers added 236,000 jobs. But other sectors of the economy are struggling. U.S. exports and imports are down. Manufacturing is showing signs of weakness, and two big American banks failed in March. With inflation still stubbornly high, many economists are still expecting a recession later this year. Greg Clugston, Washington. is being targeted in California. Daybreak Insider's John Scott has more on this bittersweet story. A bill in the California legislature would ban five chemicals found in some of the most popular candy in the U.S. The bill by Assemblymaker Jesse Gabriel would ban chemicals found in candy like Skittles, Starburst, and Peeps. He said his goal is to not ban candy in California, but wants companies to use different ingredients to make the candy. Two of the ingredients, including red dye number three, have been linked to cancer. The National Confectioners Association says there is no reason to ban the chemicals because U.S. regulators say they are safe. John Scott reporting. And finally, it was an Easter miracle. A high-speed chase in Los Angeles saw a puppy thrown out of a moving truck while the driver tried to avoid capture by police, and somehow that little pup was unharmed. This eight-week-old pup with one blue and one brown eye is now recovering at the South L.A. Animal Shelter after being stuffed into a purse and tossed out of a moving car during a wild pursuit. Miraculously, the mixed-breed pooch wasn't hurt. Sky Fox was overhead as the wanted car slowed down near 56th and Figueroa Streets, where the pup was tossed out. LAPD officers quickly rescued uh, him, later sharing this photo, his head and paw popping out of a Michael Kors handbag. Officers were chasing a 27-year-old man wanted for attempted murder and carjacking. The two-hour-long high-speed chase weaved throughout L.A. County, the suspect switching cars at one point. The truck, it looks like for some reason the truck is slowing down now. Doors are open. There, there they go. One, two, three. Oh, he's trying to carjack somebody. No, 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 no. He was actually jumping into a getaway car. The chase finally ended in Carson, where the suspect, Gustavo Alvarez, was arrested after trying to run from police. Two women were also arrested for their involvement in the pursuit, but it's not clear who the puppy belonged to. According to reports, 27-year-old Gustavo Alvarez was being pursued for alleged attempted murdering carjacking. All is well, as you can see. This little puppy is doing just fine. And so we just wanted to be able to go and let your viewers know that all is well. The puppy is now in the care of the South L.A. Animal Services. The agency is holding the dog pending an investigation into the abandonment of the animal during the chase. 
Officers ended up arresting three, including 27-year-olds Alvarez and Lynette Moreno, as well as 25-year-old Michelle Zamudio. Alvarez was booked and is being held without bail. Moreno was arrested for allegedly setting up a second getaway vehicle and was booked with being an accessory to a crime as well as evading. Her bail set at $67,000. Zamudio, allegedly the driver of the second getaway vehicle, was booked for evasion. Her bail set at $75,000. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525.